Welcome to Speaking of Love, the podcast with your host, LaToya. This podcast was created as a platform for spreading love. Hey, podcast family. Every once in a great while, as you travel along the journey of life, you encounter people who leave an indelible print on your heart. My next guest has done just that. From the first moment I became acquainted with Erica Wallace, her magnetic spirit enraptured me. Erica is a wife, a mother, and she's also the owner of Wallace Creations Designs. Inside of Erica's creative art business, she has a group called The Paint Studio. It is built on spreading positivity, and inside the group, Erica teaches women how to use their creativity by building connections and celebrating triumphs. Erica believes that working hard on doing what you love is never hard work at all. Erica will be here live all the way from Louisiana on Speaking of Love, the podcast, this Saturday, September 19th at 12 o'clock noon Eastern Standard Time. Mark your calendars, ladies. We hope to see you there. Okay. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. My name is LaToya, and I am the host of this podcast, Speaking of Love. The purpose of this podcast is to, of course, spread lots of love. I created this podcast in honor of my father, Herman McAlpin, and you can see his picture right above us. I created this podcast in honor of my dad. He committed suicide about six months ago, and my father was a radio TV broadcast engineer for many years, and he had an award-winning radio show called Speaking of Sports many years ago. So I have adopted this show here, Speaking of Love, in honor of my father. And today I have a phenomenal young lady here. I am super excited. She is my Painters Clubhouse sister, and we are going to talk about love, life, creativity. We're going to talk about her business. So please help me welcome to Speaking of Love, Erica Smith Wallace. Hello, Erica. Hey, y'all. How are y'all? I'm so excited, Victoria, that you're having me on and we get to chat for a little while. Thank you so much for being here. You are here all the way from Louisiana. So you are a Southern girl. Oh, through and through. Through Southern and through. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm from Michigan. So I'm not I'm not Southern, but you're my sister anyway. Hey, my people come from Michigan. My daddy is Louisiana. My mom is Michigan. So we're sisters too. <laughs> Well, Erica, just a little history about us. I met you virtually through a group called the Painters Clubhouse that was created by Tamara Bennett. And you and I have become acquainted. We've chatted. We've never met in person, but our relationship is so solid. And I just love you to death. And I'm happy to have you here. So let's get right into our interview. Erica, how did your career begin as a creative artist? How did you get here? Well, Latour, I've cr- I've crafted my whole life. So, like, I've scrapbooked, I've painted, I've done all. Th- I think every creative doesn't just pigeonhole themselves into one thing. I think we're all across the board. We love all things pretty and crafty. And and for me, it always started off as a, a therapeutic thing. It it helped me get through some of the hardest things in my life. I always noticed that I never liked to diary. I didn't like to write things down word for word. Because 
although I am an open book, I am, I'm a very abridged open book. I, I share only with the ones that I, I, I trust the most. And um, art kind of gives you that abridged version of a diary where a diary is word for word, what you're feeling. I've never been that person to write it down like that, but I have expressed myself in art and been able to do thought process through art. And no matter who looks at it, they don't know word for word what you were feeling and, and what was going through your head when you did it. It's kind of like hearing a song. You hear a song and to you, it means one thing to the person sitting next to you. It means another thing. And to the person that wrote it, totally different meaning as well. Totally so it leaves that in, right. It leaves that interpretation open for whoever sees it. They now can, can um, create their own feeling around it. So, so Erica, what kind of art do you create? I am a right now in this lifetime, because I feel like with a creative, we go through these phases. This one has stuck the most is I've painted, I paint. And so I, I literally paint all surfaces. <laughs> Anything that will sit still, I will paint. Um, right now, I am focused on door hangers, which are the southern version of a wreath. Um, and then I also do ceramics. I, I teach women how to paint with different styles and technique. My, my very own style is what I call lazy painting. Um, we can get very detailed shading in one brushstroke. And it's I'm I, I'm an instant gratification girl. So with with painting, if I have to sit there for hours and hours to get the end results, I lose interest. So yeah. I developed a technique on how to get it really quick. So, Erica, how do the ladies in your group? I understand that you help them tap into their creativity to help relieve stress, to help them get over triumphs. Can you give me an example of a situation where you've helped someone get over uh, maybe a difficult day or a difficult situation by tapping into their creative forces? Um, in the same sense of, of therapy, I, I express it through positivity. You can take any situation and look at it two ways. And with art, it's the same way. Oh, crap, I screwed that all up. Or, great, I get to do it again. Mm -hmm. um, or, that didn't work out the first time. How can I get to brainstorm? I get to be creative. I get to make it my own. How can I make it better the next time I attempt it? Um, we all we all group together. People post in the group all the time about um, I've got this coming up and I don't know what to do. And they just pour into each other or I help them design as well. Um, there have been people that have posted and was like, I really need help designing, but I haven't gotten good at it. Can someone help me? And the, the girls just pour into each other on here i'll help you or i'll even jump in and i'm like here here you go and we're so giving and loving to each other that we just give it like we will design something that we could honestly use for ourselves and we just give it to the other person and you know that's what i love the most about being in the painters clubhouse is that it's community over competition we're not competing against each other we're not here to criticize each other in a horrible way we're here to uplift each other we're here to love on each other and to let each other know that you may not like this painting that you just made, but just keep working at it. And you're going to build your craft. You're going to uh, enhance your technique. And what I love about your lives and what I see on your uh, platform, Erica, is you do the same thing. You encourage, you inspire. Where does that creativity come from? It 
creativity to me, it's, it's not, it's limitless. Um, it's as far as your imagination takes it, takes you. Um, it comes from everything around me. I'm inspired by every God given thing to us. And I can look at, I, I'm, I'm looking at a pillow on my couch right now and I'm, ideas are just flowing. And mm-hmm. I, I honestly think that God created me to be creative because I see the world that way. There's, there's, there's people in the world that wake up and see a gloomy day and they say, well, crap, it's not going to be a good day. Or there's people like me who wake up and see a gloomy day. I'm like, yes, it's going to be chill today. <laughs> yes, I can paint today. <laughs> I don't have to. I don't have to worry about my hair today. Messy bun, and nobody's going to judge me because it's going to rain. <laughs> <laughs> Erica, what do you love the most about your profession as a creative artist? What do you love the most about it? I think, like I said earlier, that it's limitless. That I am not pigeonholed into any one category. In my professional life, I, I like to call it my former life, <laughs> I'm a paralegal. And so the law, it's very black and white. There are there are rules, laws, statutes, guidelines. There's it is you break it, you bought it. It is yeah. it is a very, like I said, black and white. There is no straying away. Um, and it's very sometimes cold. Mm-hmm. And with with this world, it's it's limitless. It's whatever I can dream up, I can do it. It's a very Disney world in a way. Yeah. <laughs> if you can dream it, you can do it. So I, I love, I love the freedom of that. You know, Erica, I look at you and I see how successful you are and how so together and confident you are in your in what you do. So I want to ask you, Erica, how do you define success? Success. It's it's not accepting that that really ugly F word failure. It's success is have I left the room inspired? Have I left the room joyful? The room that I entered, did I change it in a way that bettered it instead of hindered it? It's not a, it's not money based. It's there's no dollar sign value that I can put on success. If I make a dollar, that's the the icing on an already well-decorated cake. Um, I, I genuinely want to help people that feel like they are helpless. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to feel so oppressed that they can't get up in the morning. Um, art has helped me so much through, through, like you said, the death of your father. I, my father passed away when I was three. And so art gave me this coping mechanism to get through that for a child that really didn't speak much about it. I didn't know how to verbalize how I felt, but with art, there's no verbal, like there's nothing to do, but just create. And it helped me cope through all of that. If I can show people how to use it as a tool, then I feel like I I was successful. And if I do it also through sharing love and kindness and leading by example and making my family, myself and my Jesus proud, I think, I, I think I'm successful. Yes, you are. You are definitely successful and you're helping others become successful. And that's what sets you apart from the rest of the world, because a lot of people don't like to share their success. They want to keep it all to themselves. And you're not that kind of person. You're 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 living with your hands wide open so that you can grab onto others to help them. And that is a tool and a gift from your creator that you were born with. So never take that for granted. 
Absolutely. You can't, when you hide your light, your gifts under a bush, you, all you do is create shadows and shadows create a darkness. Mm -hmm. When you take your light from underneath that bush, that's when your light shines brightest. And that's when others can, can benefit from it most. So I, I definitely don't believe in the sense of this is mine. I'm going to hold it close to my chest. You can't have it. If, if I have it, what good is it? If no one, if I can't share it with somebody. Yes, you're absolutely right. Erica, Erica, as a creative artist, what is one of the greatest lessons that you have learned in your profession as an artist? Kind of what we were just saying. Um, it, it, it means nothing if you can't share it. Like mm -hmm. I can paint, I can paint the most beautiful picture, but it's not, there's no beauty in it if it's not seen. Yes. And there's no beauty in it if someone else can't, can't enjoy it as well. Mm -hmm. So sharing is caring. Yes, <laughs> like, it is. Well, we to teach our children, sharing is caring and, and holding things to yourself. It's, it's almost uh, very selfish. Yeah. And I think if anything, I think that would be it. Just oh. freely giving what you've been given sharing it and, and spreading it across the table for everyone else to enjoy. Erica, what is your professional model? Do you have a model that you live by when it comes to your profession and your creative business, Wallace House Designs? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, and it is, it's not necessarily a motto as far as for business. It's, it's something I try to remind myself in everything I do. It's a Bible verse that I take almost as as a it's a proverb, but it's a proverb that I use for everything. It's not just in my faith. It's in being a good person in general. And I feel like the tone I set for my day dictates how I treat others, how I view my day, how I treat myself, how I parent, how I run a business. It's Proverbs 15, 15, and it says all the days of the oppressed are wretched, which means if you wake up and you decide it's going to be a bad day, well, it's going to be a bad day. You made that decision. And then the second part of it is all the days of the cheerful hearted are a continual feast, which means if you wake up and you decide it's a good day, well, it, you're going to have a good day. <laughs> you can wake up and say it's a gloomy day. My hair is going to be a mess. I might as well not wear my cute shoes because they're just going to get drenched and um, everybody's going to be in a bad mood because it's raining. And, or you can wake up and say, yes, it's a gloomy day. It's going to be a chill day on the couch. I'm going to, you know, no one's going to be stressed out because no one's going to feel like they have to do everything today. It's going to be a great day. Um, so in a sense, that that's how I kind of run everything. I, am I being cheerful in it or am I spreading negative? Mm -hmm. If I can leave the room more positive than when I entered it, then I did a good thing. So, Erica, is there something that you do every day when you wake up to make sure that your day starts out on the right track? Definitely a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up at 430, 5 o'clock every morning, um, no matter if it's Monday or Saturday. Mm -hmm. I wake up at 430. I make a cup of coffee. I remind myself of Proverbs 15, 15. I remind myself, am I going to have a good day? Am I going to have a bad day? And I give my reason. I just name a reason why I'm going to have a good day. I could have the worst night before. So-and-so doesn't like me. So-and-so said this about me. 
oh, my favorite thing broke yesterday. I'm just devastated. Well, my children are healthy. My husband is happy. And I have a home to come home to. Something positive for the day. And above all, that cup of coffee. <laughs> so, Erica, how do you take your coffee? I just, I'm curious. Do you like it black or cream? I, I can't. I can't do the bitter. I've tried. I've tried to be a cowboy and take my coffee black. I can't do it. <laughs> I have to have, um, I have a, a few. I'm one of those weirdos and the person that everybody cringes when we sit at the table. I have a few allergies and one of them is milk. And so I have a little bit of almond milk and it's got to be sweetened. It's got to be the vanilla almond milk and a little bit of honey just to cut that bitterness. And that's usually good enough for me. Oh yeah, you know, I've I've tried coffee and I just can't get into it. You know, I've tried it with extra cream, I've tried it with extra sugar. I'm just not a coffee drinker. Now I will drink it to fit in socially if I'm meeting someone out for coffee, but I just can't get into the coffee. I can't. <laughs> it's definitely acquired taste. It's something you gotta learn to love. It's I don't yeah. think takes that first sip of coffee and go, Oh, this is the best thing I've had in my life. It's something that you're like. I can tolerate this, and then eventually <laughs> you can't live without it. <laughs> well, you know, Erica, this show is all about love, and my purpose for creating this show is to spread love. So I have to ask you the million-dollar question on the Speaking of Love podcast, and that question is, how do you define love? I define love. I made a few notes because that That's one okay. was a hard one. That one was a hard one because love you can define by the Webster Dictionary, what they consider to love. Me, love is a feeling and love is an action. And love is knowing what brings you joy and knowing how to, to achieve that. And then there's a second part to it is knowing how others achieve joy and how to get them there as well. Love mm -hmm. is very selfish if all you're thinking about is yourself. You can learn to love yourself and and to, to achieve your own joy. But mm -hmm. there's no benefit in that if the people around you aren't achieving the same joy. It's easier to bring someone down than it is to bring them up. And if someone in the room is down, that's, that's adversely going to affect you. So making sure you're, you're achieving your own joy in life, whether it be through your faith or your art or your family or just yourself, and then also turning the, the script around, flipping the script and seeing everyone else in the room and helping them get to their joy. And if we're all helping each other out then we're all sharing the same love. That's the meaning of love. Exactly. You know, we're not here for our own benefit. We're all here for the benefit of mankind. Absolutely. Yes. Erica, you are such a well-grounded beautiful, spiritual, wonderful young lady. I'm wondering, is there a woman in your life, either past or present, who inspired you to be the woman that you are today? I think as a woman, we we kind of look at all the women in our lives and we nitpick them, you know. As women, we, we love to, you know, ju judge ourselves against other women and as far as in a positive light, I always try to lean back towards my grandmothers, both of them. Um, in the same sense, if I'm honoring them, I'm also honoring my mother and every other woman they've raised 
down to getting to me. And then also my daughter. Um, so my grandmothers in general, because I got to know them personally, I got to know how strong they were, all the obstacles they've overcome. I have one grandmother that literally lived a life of hell and was still able to smile and, and love on others. And, um, I mean, her story alone could, we could write novels on top of novels about. And, and we lost her, you know, about five years ago. And, and since then, I've been able to honor her, uh, in many things. And then my other grandmother, she exhibits just pure joy and, mm-hmm. and love. She literally, no one walks into the room without being loved on by Mama. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, so with her, I, I pulled that and I love to, to pay homage to her, that, that beautiful attribute that she possesses. Um, so it, if I, if I look up to them, then I'm also looking up to the women that they raised because they are, they are carbon copies of them. Mm-hmm. me and my daughter. So speaking of your daughter, Erica, tell me a little bit about your family life. I know you're a wife, you're a mother. I want to know more about your family life. Um, okay. So I like to say I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I've Graham, my husband, uh, we've been together 10 years and we have, we have two great kids. I have a son who's virgin on that teenage year. And that's been fun. He's such a good kid. He's always, I, I've always said he's never prepared me for true motherhood because he was such a great kid. Oh. We didn't go through any of those tantrums or anything like that. So baby number two was a hurricane that I didn't see coming. <laughs> and um, my daughter, who's three, um, going on 13, is <laughs> is a beautiful ball of a hurricane that. And she's joyful, but she's also this learning experience every day. I, every day wake, I wake up and it's a completely new day with her. Um, my mom jokes about you're getting both normal children childhoods through this one. You didn't get it with him because he was so good. <laughs> you're making up for it with her. <laughs> and um, she is not by any means a bad child. She is not. She, you can see the creative already with her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's all over the place. She, she loves color. She, she loves life. And she gets very frustrated when things don't turn out exactly how she envisioned it in her head, which I see, like I said, the creative in her brain is already showing. And the fact that she wants to achieve a goal, but she, she has to work to get there. And the colors might not mix perfectly for her and I get to teach her how to not let that stress her out mm-hmm. so it as a learning um opportunity instead of a failure and so with him he, he he's just so easy to go my mom likes to use the comment um he just lets water flow off of him like a duck and with her it's not a challenge but an opportunity to teach I'm so excited to to watch her grow in that journey um and my husband, he's so laid back. He is probably the greatest man of all time. He, he takes me as I am uh, and encourages me. Without him, this whole thing wouldn't be a thing. Um, it would still yeah. be a problem. You know, that's so important. 
Absolutely. That's so important as a, as a wife, you definitely need to have the support of your spouse and your husband to push you along because me on the outside looking at you, I see a phenomenal woman. I see you doing amazing things. You're great. You're achieving your goals. But sometimes even though you're doing all of that, you still need someone close to you to tap you on the shoulder and say, Erica, you're doing a damn good job. Or Erica, you've got this. We need that encouragement. And it's, it's, it, makes it, it makes it extra special when it comes from your spouse. You know what I'm saying? It does. And he, I have people in my life that tell me I need to go get a real job. And I have one. I'm apparently, like, I do that. Um I'm not so you still work your you still work your nine to five job as a paralegal in addition to having your craft business. Right now, I am full time craft business because of COVID. Uh, we have a very small office, and so the number of people in the building makes a difference. And yes. so I I have stepped down and just said I'll wait till COVID's over and I'll come join the team then. No big deal. But yeah, I was yeah working. Uh, I was working as paralegal and doing this as well. Um, but it, even if I never went back to being a paralegal, this completely fulfills every need that my house needs and every need that I need personally, um, to know that I'm, I'm providing for my family and that I'm providing for me as far as joy wise. So, so Erica, what's next for you? You have this wonderful business, Wallace House Designs. You have the paint studio, which is a group inside of your business where you teach all these beautiful women how to tap into their creativity. You have so many amazing things going on right now. And I want to know what's next for you, Erica? What, what can we expect from Erica Smith Wallace coming up here in the near future? I take it day by day. I feel like as a creative, we can't plan too far in the future because our brain is hanging off of every wall in the room. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> but get as far that. as as far as like my next step, I, I truly want to be able to grow something to leave to my children. Um, not as a sense of um, a job, but as a sense of a mindset. I want I want them to see that you can grow something from the ground up. And it doesn't have to be a traditional nine to five. It could be exactly what makes your heart happy and it can bring joy to others. I want them to see that through my example. Yeah. So whatever my next step is, I know it's going to be in that direction. So we have another one of our Painters Clubhouse sisters here tuning in. We have Jerry on. And Jerry says, when I tried doing crafty things with my poems 30 years again, the guy I was married to told me it was a waste of time. Oh, so she's referring back to when we said how important it is for our spouse to support us in our endeavors. Well, that's unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jerry. He was an idiot, Jerry. I just have to say that. I mean, why would he? And actually, I read one of her poems on my podcast live before, and it was absolutely beautiful. She has a lot of talent. And for someone to say something so horrible to you, that's not that's not the role of a spouse. You can give constructive criticism in a way where you're truthful, but not hurtful. And I, I love Jerry. Jerry's also in my studio. Jerry's a very active member of my studio. And I've, got, I've grown so close to Jerry that I've grown an appreciation for her. I've read her poems, too, and they're beautiful. She has a word, way of words where I don't. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I truly, my husband will say that I'm a feminist and I am not. Um, mm -hmm. I do believe that men have certain strengths that we have no business 
doing. And I believe that there's, there are things in this world that is solely a woman's job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do believe that as women, it's easier for us to tear each other down than it is to build each other up. Mm-hmm. And, and if we don't have that circle, including our spouses, helping build us up because we are constantly being torn down by other women, that is unacceptable. It is absolutely unacceptable. We yeah, need to be able to bring each other up. Yes. And as I've said before, that's what I love about the Painters Clubhouse community that we have. We love each other. We support each other and we're there for each other. I mean, look at what we're doing right now. You are here for me. And I'm so happy that you have decided to take me up on the invitation to be here and to be a part of my platform. You know, I don't just do this to get uh, publicity or to be in front of a camera. This whole uh program is very sacred to me. And it was created to honor someone that I lost very tragically when my father passed away. So he loved radio. He was a sports person and he had a radio show and he would spread his love through the power of a basketball. So that's why we're here today. And I just appreciate you for being here. It looks like another one of our sisters has written, uh, my husband is my biggest cheerleader when it comes to my art and I am blessed. This is Tammy Barnes. Hey, Tammy, and thank you for tuning in. Oh, it makes me so happy to hear uh, it, it always. And I do believe in our industry, most husbands are supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've, I've seen a few here and there sprinkled throughout the community. And it, it makes me so sad because I've never, with my husband, I've never known that. In fact, like I said, this would not be a thing if it wasn't for you should, this this is you. This is you should be doing this. In fact, he just organized having my studio. But people think that was me. That was him. He put my studio in the backyard. I got to pick it out, but he created me a studio. So I have my own space. He's he's made sure I had every tool that I need to do it well. Um, he's encouraged me when I felt like I was failing at it. Um, and also rolling back to what you were saying about your father. I, I can so relate to that because I through working with the wood because this all started with door hangers I, I did it as a therapy going through postpartum after the second baby I was and my my best friend moved out of state I was I was lonely um and I felt like I was doing this by myself you know all the hormones just telling me that I'm a horrible person I had uh, a bunch of negative people in my life at the time and I, I decided to take up this hobby after a challenge my husband gave me (laughs) and I loved it so much. I just took it up as a hobby. And and one day I realized I was connecting with a, with my father in a way that without this, I would have never been able to connect to him because he died so young. Mm -hmm. Now I have my father now is an amazing man. He was a sailor. He worked out in the Gulf. I got to, I get to connect with him as much as I want, but my biological father, I never got that opportunity and he was a carpenter. And so I never made the connection until one day I was cutting wood with my jigsaw. And I'm like, this is what he must've felt like whenever he would build things, whenever, whenever he would get joy out of cutting the wood, piecing it together, and then standing back and looking at his final creation, like, dang, I made that. You know, Erica, this is like, I know it's a little impromptu, but can you go uh, and bring a few pieces of your artwork so we can all see them? Oh, absolutely. That's literally all over the place. They won't take by the second. (laughs) Yes, she is amazing. You have to see her artwork. Absolutely beautiful. She's so creative. 
And Tammy, uh, Tammy and Jerry, thank you both so much for tuning in. Tammy Barnes, I love this profile picture of you and your husband. You definitely look like you are both happily in love, I tell you. We have Tabitha here. Hi, Tabitha. I love the example you set of creative art being a form of therapy. You inspire me. Thank you, Tabitha. Thank you for watching. Okay, Erica, let us see. <laughs> Tabitha, if I didn't have art, I would be a very bitter person. I'm telling you, that's when I sit down and I create is whenever I need an outlet. So this one is the most recent one I did. Hold on, let me. Uh, there we go. So that's just a, a, a Christmas wreath with Matthew 5:14 on it, which is be the light. Beautiful. And then this one, this is one of my favorites. It's Oh my God, Erica, that is beautiful. And then a couple that I've done in my studio. Well, this is one that I've done in the studio with the ladies. I taught them how to do buffalo plaid in the background. Oh, that's taught them How to shade each one of those pumpkins and to do those leaves. Absolutely beautiful. This one's always a, a popular one. Everybody loves Mom All Known. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, that's pretty. I, I like the leopard on the hat. That is so cute. I'm a fan of leopard. That's my favorite. I that's my favorite color. Beautiful, Erica. And you make all of your artwork from scratch. You, you carve your own wood, you sand it, you do everything. Where can our viewers and listeners reach out to you if they're interested in joining maybe your paint group or purchasing products from you? Where do we where do we uh, contact you? Well, if, you, if they want to talk, you can always contact me through the Facebook page or Instagram. And it's under the same name, Wallace House Designs. And you'll see my face. So you'll be able to pick it out. <laughs> um, and just send me a private message. I always get back. It may take me a day or two, but I will always get back. I talk to everybody personally. Um, if, as far as purchasing, they can. Uh, I have a website, WallaceHouseDesigns.com. And okay. I, I offer templates. JPEGs for anybody who has a cutting machine like a laser or a CNC so they can convert it to whatever file they need. I also uh, offer painted finished pieces so they can also order that through the website as well. Okay, Erica. And I also put your website and all of your other information here in our Facebook live feed. So if anyone is interested in reaching out to Erica, just go to the feed and I put the information inside the comments so that you can reach Eric, reach out to Erica at a later time. Thank you, Latoya. You are so welcome, my sister. So Erica, one more question before we go, before we wrap up, you are a phenomenal woman. You're amazing. And I just can't say it enough. When the pages of your life are reviewed, what do you want to be remembered for? The legacy that you are creating right now, what is the intention behind it? I consider myself to be a very quirky person. We embrace the word weird in my home. Um, and I want to leave the world. I think that was another hard one. I want to leave the world in a better mindset towards beard and quirky and a little different and, and realize that we are a sprinkle on this, this cake that we live in, mm -hmm. um, that we, we are what make it extra pretty and extra special and extra exciting. Um, I think that comes with the territory of being a creative person. If I can leave this world with the impression of she was kind, 
She was loving. Um, and she showed that through everything she did. And she led by example. If those are the words that are said in my eulogy, then I think I did me, my family, and my Jesus proud. Then your mission on earth is complete. Wow, that's beautiful, Erica. Thank you so much for being here on Speaking of Love, the podcast. Before we leave, is there anything else that you'd like for our viewers and listeners to know about you and the phenomenal things that you're doing? Oh, other than what we've talked about, I think we hit, there's not much more about me. <laughs> I'm pretty plain Jane when it comes to, to everything. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here. I bow to your excellence. You are amazing. And I'm so happy that we are acquainted, that we became friends. And hopefully someday I can come to Louisiana and meet you in person. I would love to do that. I would love that. Or I could come to Michigan and, and enjoy all the pretty snow that y'all get because I don't know what that thing is like. Oh, I would love you, to come and visit. You would love it. Now, let me warn you, Erica, I love to cook. And soul, oh. food, soul food is my thing. So if, yes. And if you come here, you're going to go back at least 10 pounds bigger. I'm sorry. I'm, I just have to feed you. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Food is a love language too. There should be six love languages and food should be the sixth one. Oh yeah. And, and actually I think we should make food number one. <laughs> the first love language. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here, Erica. It's been a pleasure. My beautiful I friend. I have enjoyed our chat and we will definitely be in touch. Thank you all so much for watching. For those of you who are tuning in, my podcast is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, YouTube, all of the podcast platforms. You can find this podcast there. And of course, you can watch it live here on the replay on Facebook. And I will be back here next Saturday at 12 o'clock noon for another broadcast of Speaking of Love, and I will see you all later, and I hope you all have a great day. Bye, Erica.